and welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. This is your host, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff. Just me today, and no guests, uh, no one wanted to hang out with me. Um, it's okay. Um, I've, I didn't cry myself to sleep at night or anything, I promise. Um, but figured this was a good, good enough excuse to kind of catch us up on... Uh, some of the actual sports going on. I know it's weird, like uh, a sports podcast wanting to talk about uh, local sports, but really haven't had a ton of time the last couple of weeks to speak locally about the, kind of the sports going on. You know, we've had a great guests uh, like Jim Buller last week and, and Stephanie Miller and John Trobe from Goshen College and, uh, you know, been really enjoying our conversations with them. But uh, we're now kind of really into the swing of things here of winter sports. Everyone's playing. Uh, no sports are uh, you know, not playing right now, which is good. And uh, we've got some really interesting teams, I feel like, in the area that I kind of want to talk about here. And, and girls basketball is the first sport I really want to hit on because looking at the landscape of the schools that we cover, uh, we have some very, very interesting and very good teams right now. Uh, most notably uh, in 2A, I'm really, really high right now on Fairfield girls basketball. They are currently 7-1. and one. Their one loss was to Northridge uh, by nine points. But I have seen Fairfield play twice now, and their defense really, really reminds me a lot of what Northwood did last year winning the state championship in 3A. They they play great team defense. Um, They've only had a couple games where they've allowed more than like 30 points, which is insane. Um, They think they held Prairie Heights to 12 points on Saturday night. Um, That... That is really an impressive defensive effort. And and what is kind of scary about this team is that it's mostly led by sophomores and juniors. So even if like they falter a little bit this season, which I don't anticipate, um, they they are going to come back next year and, and potentially be really dangerous in 2A. Their, their top two scorers are Bree Garber and Bailey Willard, and they're both sophomores right now. Um, Bree is the coach's uh, daughter, uh, Brody Garber, the head coach. Um, and Bailey Willard is, you know, plays multiple sports too. Bree's a multi-sport athlete. Uh, they are, they are really good, man. They are really good, and I, I kind of like them a lot. And, and and I'm I'm really intrigued. They picked up a big win last week against Angola uh, in the Northeast Corner Conference. Uh, they them uh, they appear to be one of the favorites in the NECC. Them and Garrett. Uh, that's going to be a big matchup next month. Garrett comes to Fairfield, I believe, in mid-January, early January. I, don't, I should have checked that before I came out. I apologize uh, in advance. Um, but, yeah, they're they're playing well right now. The Falcons could easily win the NECC right now with that defense and, and their scoring ability from their two sophomores, uh, like I mentioned, in Garber and Willard. Um, and, and I just think that, like, in general, like, they – they got a chance. Like, that defense, man, you look at the sectional they play in. I'm, I got the notes right here. I'm pulling up this sectional. So, if you hear the papers moving, I apologize. Um, but, they, you know, they're in a sectional with Bremen, LaVille, Prairie Heights, South Bend Career Academy, and Westview. And, you know, right now, Westview going through a tough season. Career Academy is usually never a serious threat. They're currently, like, 2-5. and five. Obviously, Prairie Heights, Fairfield just beat them by 25 over the weekend and held Prairie Heights 12 points. Um, Levi- Bremen, Bremen is the team in that sectional, you know, okay, maybe could give them fits and, and the, and Bremen hasn't played that many games this year, um, uh, for COVID reasons. They're only two and two on the season. So it's really hard to tell 
you know, what they are right now. And that's kind of what the case is for a lot of these teams, uh, you know, who haven't played many games. You look at even like in our area, Wallacee, they're only two and two. They've had multiple games postponed, rescheduled, canceled, whatever. Um, and you just can't really tell if what, what they are, you know, I guess right now for, for lack of a better term. Um, so going to be interesting to see Fairfield, uh, you know, in that sectional. Uh, it's a winnable sectional, that's for sure, and they host it this year. So they, they could easily uh, prevail in that. Um, I mentioned Wawasee in that 3A. Uh, in that sectional, there's two teams that we cover too as well in that sectional that I, I really like right now. Uh, West Noble, 5-1. and one. Uh, Much like Fairfield, they play very good defense. Uh, that's a team right there that is playing really well. Uh, and Lily Mass, their senior guard, uh, she's leading this, the team right now. And, I, again, they're just another team. Like, they won the sectional two years ago. And, you know, it was their first sectional in 31 years, I believe. And, you know, they got a, a new coach, Jeff Burns, but he's been the assistant there for a long time under Dale Morano, who just retired this past year. So, you know, he knows the system. The kids know him. He knows the kids, right? And uh, they're playing tough defense like they did two years ago. That one on that sectional, uh, you know, what is their ceiling after the sectional? I don't know, but, you know, they're in a sectional too where, you know, them and, and I'm going to get to another team here, but, like, it is it is an interesting sectional just because there's a lot of really solid teams in it. Um, the other one I wanted to hit on was Lakeland, who are 6-2. and two. They beat Prairie Heights Monday night to get to 6-2, and two, and they are a team, uh, you know, led by Bailey Hartso, the senior uh, they played in a sectional final last year, lost to Northwood. Uh, obviously, Northwood went on to win the state championship, so it's a quality loss, I would say. Um, and they're another team, and I saw them play against Goshen, and, and they struggled against Goshen. They lost to the Red Hawks, um, but it was a competitive game, and you know, a 3A team losing to a 4A team isn't isn't the end of the world. And I, and you know, I'm sure there's things that Lakeland coach Dale Gerhart would look at and say we should have done better in in, the, in that game, but they played them well. Um, they also have had a couple of games postponed, moved around um, because of COVID. I mean, everyone's had that at this point, I think. So uh, just kind of the year we're living in. Uh, but the Lakers, again, they, they have that experience they have at the top and they got some talent and you never know. I mean, like they get to that sectional and, you know, Central Noble is there and they have been pretty good the last couple of years. Uh, they were a little down last year, but Central Noble is always going to be there lurking. Um, they won the state title in 2A a couple years ago, so they're always going to be there. Um, you know, what is Northwood right now? <laughs> we, I don't know. Um, defending champs, 0-4 currently on the season. Uh, new coach, obviously, lost a lot of players. Uh, they're, they're going through some rebuilding a little bit. Um, but, hey, you can never they're, – they're still the defending champs, right? You, you you're, you have that until you lose it. So, you know, the girls that are back from that team last year, you know, know what, knows what it takes to win big games like that. So, you know, uh, you can never count them out, I guess. And obviously we're still early in the season. You know, who knows? You know, maybe they could turn on. You know, at this point last year, Lakeland girls were, I think they were like 3-7 and seven or 3-8. and eight. Or whatever, and they ended up, you know, winning like 12 of their last 13 games to go into the sectional and won their first game in the sectional and almost beat Northwood in this in the sectional final. It was close at halftime, at least. Um, you know, Lakeland gave them a game, but North before Northwood kind of pulled away. But like, you just never know with anyone right now. So uh, it's a it's a fun little uh, 
fun little section of that one could be uh, come February. Hopefully we get there. Hopefully we can play it. Um, and then in 4A, uh, the couple teams in that 4A sectional, which, man, it's tough because the sectional features number one in the state, Penn, uh, who lost to Crown Point. Crown Point is ranked number two. Like going into the game last week, Crown Point was number two, Penn was number one. Crown Point beat Penn by two points. And in the new poll on Sunday, Penn was still number one and Crown Point was still number two. Despite Penn or Crown Point getting 14 of the 21st place votes, Penn still held on to its first place tally uh, by like two poll points. It, it, it averages out to like, you know, they take every, everyone's poll, like where you fit, placed them at, and that's how they rank you, not just how many first place votes you get. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's December 8th, so who who kind of cares at this point? But also, like, you know, you beat the number one team, and you're number two, and you still stay number two. Like, that's... Anyway, that was that was a sidetrack. Um, but that 4A sectional has Penn and Warsaw in it. Warsaw is playing really well right now. They just beat Northwood by 34. I mean... Yikes! Um, but from our area in that in that four A, you got a couple teams right now that are playing really well. Uh, Northridge is the one I kind of like a lot right now. They're six and three. Uh, they just came off a tough loss to Fort Wayne Carroll. They were winning this game through three quarters and then out, got outscored nineteen to five in the fourth. And Carroll's a ranked team in four A. That's a tough loss for Northridge, but. They got a girl, uh, sophomore Eva Fisher, who's playing really well right now. She has led them in scoring the last four or five games. Um, and uh, combine that with J.C. Walker, the senior. She's committed to Davenport University uh, for basketball next year. Uh, they are a good team, man. They're gonna, and you can never count out Doug Springer's team. So he's, he always will have them coached and ready to go. Uh, even last year when they struggled at times, you could always tell there was effort, energy, Right, and they, they did never gave up in games, which is what you expect from a Doug Springer team. He's arguably you know one of the best coaches in the in the state in, in girls basketball. Um, he's pretty good, so uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be interesting. They're you know they're, the, that sectional again, it's gonna be hard to beat Penn, but if there's a team that could do it, you know Northridge Northridge will battle them. You know Northridge will battle them at least, and that's that's all you can really um, hope for when you play a team like Penn. So. Um, another team that I like, Goshen, three and one on the season so far. Obviously, again, some of these records are, you know, there's not as many games because of COVID reasons. But uh, Goshen is one of those teams too, where you know they're going to have, you know, more times than not, they have the best player on the court in Bryn Shoop Hill. Um, you know, committed to Dayton, right? Signed, and she's going to play there next year. Uh, you know, if she has one of those games where she's kind of goes off, right, and scores a lot and, you know, rebounds and is that dominant kind of force that she can be, you know, Goshi could easily win a game or two in that sectional. You never know. I mean, it's, it like I said, when you, when you have the best player on the court more times than not, like that's going to give you a, a chance to win basically every game you play. Um, Goshen's only loss this year was to Central Noble. Uh, they were coming off a two-week hiatus. Uh, so, like, you know, it was a close game. And Central Noble is decent, like I mentioned earlier. So, you know, it's not a bad loss at all. Uh, they were losing to Plymouth at halftime, Goshen was, this past weekend. But they rallied big time in the second half. I ended up winning that game by 18. So, uh, Red Hawks, you know, they're, they're, they're a scrappy team, man. They got a couple six-footers, right? Tyra Markham and, and Brinshew Pill, obviously, both six-foot tall 
and they both start. You know, it's kind of similar to what Northwood had last year with those two, with Ruley and Payne down low. I'm not saying it's the same team, but, you know, Goshen plays defense well, and, you know, hey, I, same thing with Northridge, man. They're not going to give up, so maybe. Like, I'm trying to talk myself into someone beating Penn here. It's going to be really tough, but uh, I like both those teams. And then Concord, 3-0 and still, and they haven't played in a couple weeks, um, but they're in that sectional, and, Lost their best player to injury, unfortunately. Kendall Swartout um, had knee surgery uh, recently. Uh, she is done for the season. That's a tough, tough injury for them. But Divine Johnson is playing well uh, for the Minutemen right now. She uh, actually made the game-winning free throws to beat Elkhart uh, a couple weeks ago when they played. Uh, Elkhart's struggling a little, a little bit right now on the girls' side. But, um, you know... What will the do? What will the middlemen do without sword out? We're gonna find out, I guess. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting uh, interesting team there. You know, Cassie Cepeda's got them playing well the last couple of years. They you know they hadn't had a winning season in 25 years before 2018. They had finally had a winning season, and they had a winning season in 2019 as well. And you know, haven't been able to turn that into postseason success yet. I don't believe they've won even won a sectional game. So. Could this be the year? Maybe if the bracket falls their way, they could get a sectional win. Uh, you never know. So, you know, it's it's a really uh, everywhere. And then we'll get to the 1A here in a minute. But just, man, like, 1A, the 4A and the 3A sectionals that we cover this year are going to be very interesting to watch. Um, you know, can anyone beat the mighty Penn, Penn Kingsman? And can anyone, in th- who's going to win that 3A one? Because, honestly, you could. it's a toss-up right now between three or four teams. And, again, we're early in the season. We don't know. Who's going to be there or not at the end? Who's going to stay healthy? Who's going to, you know, heaven forbid someone gets COVID quarantined out of the tournament, right? You know, um, so. And then one more team I wanted to hit on in the 1A, uh, Bethany Christian. Uh, they are young. They're 3-3 three and three right now, and they're young. But that's a team I kind of think maybe by the end of this year we'll have it figured out. Um, and, and I really like their team. And Kristen Parson, their coach, Again, one of the better coaches, again, in the area. Uh, she's been at Bethany forever. They won a sectional a couple years ago with her. Um, that's a team, again, they're young. They're, their best players are freshmen. So even if they don't win this year, that's a program that is going in the right direction here. Uh, their sectional features Blackhawk Christian. They're 10-1 and one right now. So It's a tough out, but you're playing a lot of other schools in that sectional that are not that great right now <laughs> to say the least uh, Hamilton does not have a win uh, they probably won't win a game this year this is their first time playing varsity girls basketball I believe in a long time uh, Lakewood Park Christian does not have a win right now uh, Elkhart Christian does not have a win right now and again it's early schedules have changed a lot you know maybe they would have won a game here or there in a normal year but that sectional is setting up where you know if you if it falls right you could get Blackhawk in the in the final and anything will happen so uh, Bethany hosts Blackhawk later in the season I believe it's a January 14th game so that will be kind of the telltale sign of like okay are the Bruins for real can they win this sectional if they can beat Blackhawk you never know um, you know that sectional becomes really interesting pretty wide open uh, and uh, of course it's played at Fremont over basically in Ohio, so that's going to be, that will be a fun trek to make if I have to make that, Um, but yeah, girls basketball, man, how about that, six of the, I like six or seven of our teams right now, that's really amazing, Uh, 
How about that? Shout out girls basketball. December 8th. Sheila's excited. Producer Sheila, she's excited, especially especially that 5-1 Chargers team I'm sure she's pumped about. So could they win two sectionals in three years? That'd be pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so a lot of, lot of good going on there in the girls basketball world, man. Like, a lot of good. Um and that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad enough we got to deal with the COVID cancellations and scheduling reshuffling. Like, at least have our teams be good while they're doing it, you know? Um, same thing on the boys' side. You know, obviously very early in the season uh, with the boys, they just started playing last week or two uh, two weeks ago, technically. Um, but so far, um, you know, Northridge, once again, looks pretty good. Uh, they lost a close one to Elkhart. And I'll tell you what, that, the Elkhart's uh, merging uh, for this year, obviously, starting with this year, that makes that sectional over there really, really interesting because last year, uh, Central and Memorial were both, you know, okay. Like, Cent- Memorial was better. Central was okay. Um, but going into that week, you thought, okay, this is Northridge's to lose, and they won it pretty easily. Um but now you combine the Elkarts and like, man, they are a really, really interesting team. Uh, them and you never know what Penn is going to be. But Northridge, all of a sudden now, like they've got some competition in that sectional. Elkhart went into Middlebury and beat them by two Saturday night. Uh, it was a pretty good game. Sam Smith for the Raiders scored 34 points in a loss. I mean, that's that's insane. Uh, <laughs> that that team I saw Northridge play against Westview uh, a couple weeks ago. Or, Nine, ten days ago, whatever it was. Second game, second game for Westview, first game for Northridge. And uh, watching Northridge play, it was like, well, this looks just like the team that played last year. Uh, they shot the ball like crazy. They got a big man down low who wears number 50, coincidentally, not Alex Stauffer. Um, but, man, they're playing really well, and they looked like they hadn't missed a beat. And uh, that's a team, man, that's going to be dangerous once again in that sectional. Uh, could put, easily win it again. You know, a lot of seniors on that team, especially all three of those guards that are seniors, the Stolfus twins and, and Smith. Um, man, they they got a chance, another, another chance to win that sectional. Uh, and I was also impressed with Westview. Uh, you know, even though they lost to Northridge, uh, they, they've been able to bounce back. They beat Churubusco on Friday. Uh, they're 2-1. They're ranked 7th in Class 2A. Um you know, Westview was another one of the, another one of those teams where you know it was a lot of question marks kind of coming in. New coach in Ed Bentley, you lose Charlie Yoder, who's you know superstar uh, player, and you know what are they going to be this year? You know, and they have some guys. Drew Litweiler is playing really well for them right now. Uh, so you you get some of these guys that are you know that are seniors and have, or been in the program for a while, and you get a new coach, and you know, hey, Westview again that sectional. It's tough with Central Noble in there, Churubusco in there. Uh, it's going to be a tough sectional once again, but, you know, it's winnable. I mean, it's there for the taking, and that Westview-Central Noble game will be an indication of, of where Westview, I think, really is uh, this season. It should be a fun game uh, when those two teams get uh, get going. Um, a couple other teams in the area that are undefeated right now. Northwood is 2-0. and uh, They beat Triton on Friday. And the Panthers, again, you know, always going to be well-coached. Aaron Wolf, you know, one of the better coaches in the area. Uh, the reigning Goshen News Coach of the Year. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, and, 
you know, just another team. You know, you don't know really what they're going to be. They lost Trent Edwards, right? Jason Borkholder, those two guys who were kind of like the heart and soul of the team last year. But, uh, you know, you, you've got some guys back from the team that won the sectional last year. And, you know, you know Ben Vincent, and when he shoots threes, if he makes a lot of them, man, like, you know, that team's going to be dangerous to beat. Um, so, you know, who knows? And then Wabasee. 2-0, man, to give it out to the Warriors. Um, obviously, you know, they haven't played, in, you know, as many games, of course, with COVID, and uh, they <laughs> their their game against Fairfield was actually supposed to be played on November 24th, the opening day, and then it was delayed to December 8th, and now it's delayed again because of COVID. So, I just think that game's just never, never going to be played. Well, we'll see, and, and they're not destined to ever play this year. Um, but they're 2-0. They didn't get to play last week because of COVID. Uh, you know, John Everingham has that program trending in the right direction. They played for the sectional championship last year, had a winning record for the first time in a couple of years. Um, you know, where where does Wallace kind of fit in all of this, right? Could they could they maybe surprise some teams and win that sectional? You never know. It's a really interesting um, team. Excuse me, and I'm I'm kind of intrigued by their their whole. Um, you know, what they could be this year, I guess. And, and Everingham is doing a good job and, uh, you know, building that thing the right way. Uh, I know he almost <laughs> – he was almost let go from the job two seasons ago, um, but the community rallied to save him and wanted him to be the coach, and, and I think it's proven, you know, to be successful so far. Um, so, uh, locally, Goshen High School uh, had a had a somewhat tough week last week. They lost their opener to Mishawaka Marion, and Marion is ranked number four three I believe or four in class 3A so like you know not a not a terrible loss but they lost by 31 in a game that they were leading leading a couple minutes into the second quarter they were up and they were playing well and then Marion just turned it on uh, really really turned it on and then they lost a tough one to West Oble on Saturday uh, they played relatively well I mean it was a back and forth game but West Oble just played better uh, down the stretch and knocked off the Red Hawks and you know I was talking with coach and coach uh, Michael Wolford, and he was talking to just about how, you know, it's been tough because they haven't had a full complement of players yet. Uh, their starting center, their expected starting center, Blake Weiss, uh, has been out for COVID contact tracing. He just came back to practice at the end of last week. He should be eligible to start playing this week, and this week for them is really tough. Uh, they play Elkhart on Tuesday night. Now, I think most of you will listen to this podcast after that game is played, but uh, Elkhart obviously just beat Northridge, and they're a very good team. And so you have that. And then you go to South Bend St. Joseph on Saturday for a little 1.30 matinee game at St. Joe. Uh, St. Joe with the um, uh, Notre Dame commit in J.R. Kaczynski. I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize. I should have tried to check that before I said it on the podcast, but – very good players. What I'm trying to get at here, Division One college basketball player will be on the South Bend St. Joseph roster on Saturday, and so that's a game, another game where Goshen goes in, and it's going to be tough. But you know, Wolford's confident in his guys. They're a younger team, right? There's not a ton of seniors on this team. Their their best players are you know juniors and sophomores, and and uh, it's a learning experience for this team. And you know, you want to get, you just want to get. Playing well, you know, at the right time. This is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? That's what every coach will say when they struggle early. And, um, you know, they might, they might not win either game this week, but as long as they play well and they're trending in the right direction, that's all they can really ask for. And, 
And then, uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't get any easier after those two. You get, a, you get a game with Clay. You should win that. But then Northridge comes to town. Or you go to Northridge, excuse me, on December 19th to start Northern Lakes Conference action. So, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Um, the only team from our area that hasn't played yet is Lakeland. They hope to play Thursday. Um, new coach, Chris Kyle there. And um, we'll see what the Lakers are all about. I don't know. <laughs> you don't really, It's hard to tell about what anyone is right now, especially if you have new coaches, new teams, uh, things like that. So, And then I kind of wanted to hit on a little bit of some of the fringer. Uh, fringer? That's not a word. Fringe sports. Fringier <laughs> sports. Um, wrestling. I saw my first wrestling match uh, this past week, Northwood and Concord. Uh, Panthers looked good, and uh, they won. Uh, but you know it's hard to tell, right? Northridge they went four or Northwood went four and zero, and then at Laporte this weekend, so they had a good weekend. Uh, you know the normal teams that are in our area like Northridge and Wallace they they have shown glimpses of um, being very good again too this year. Uh, Northridge I believe has five or six wrestlers ranked uh, currently by Indiana Matt, um, and obviously and like Northwood too. Uh, with with Caden Lone, he's a really good wrestler, and his brother Jaden went to the state final last year. And you know, Caden or is it Caden and Jaden? I'm getting him confused. I think I might have confused him. I'm sorry, Lone family. It's very similar names. Um, don't be surprised if you see a Lone at state this weekend again. Let's just go about that. Um, uh, this year, this weekend, it's not this weekend. State finals are the first weekend in March. So, um, anyway, let's just ignore any of that for the next that we just said for the last 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, you know, Northridge is competing well. Uh, Wallace's having, having some, some success here early. And, uh, you know, you just, with, with wrestling this year, you just never know, right? You're just hoping that we can get through this. Um, you know, that's the one sport I feel like that a lot of people are like, how could you do wrestling in a pandemic? You're so close to each other, you know, on the mat and, I don't know. I mean, it's it was pretty safe, all things considered, on, on Wednesday when I was there. Now, obviously, when they're wrestling, they're on top of each other. But as long as everyone stays socially distanced and, you know, they're being safe, I guess, like, let's – why not, right? We're playing basketball. We played football, right? Like, so, I, I don't know. But uh, – and then in the pool, swimming, uh, Concord girls – Concord is looking good on both sides, Um the girls' team's looking strong. The boys are looking strong. Northridge, too. Uh, you know, girls are looking good again. Uh, you know, it's it's always interesting. You know, it's swimming, obviously, on the girls' side, you know, it, team-wise, it's Carmel, um, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, you're trying to get as many individuals down as possible from, from the sectional. Uh, and with the way the sectional is right now, I mean, you know, Concord and Northridge are probably going to get a lot you know, a lot of swimmers to state and they, you know, that's a, that's a prime opportunity to, to, you know, potentially place top five or top 10 as a team when you go down there. Um, you know, so I haven't been able to get out to a swimming match, swimming meet yet. I'm looking forward to maybe checking out some of the swimmers here in the next month or so. Uh, but just based on results I've been seeing, you know, Concord once again, there Northridge once again, will be there. Uh, those two compete, uh, later in January, Head-to-head, I believe it's January 7th they go head-to-head. So that, you know, that's going to determine the NLC, probably both boys and girls. Um, So, yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, You know, this is a, you know, we're at a a weird time right now, 
you know, the year where everyone's kind of getting going and we're trying to figure out, you know, all of us like me are like trying to figure out who's good and who's not and, you know, who could win sectionals and things like that. And uh, I think this year more than any year, we just have to remind remind ourselves that like the fact we're even playing sports right now is a very uh, good thing. Like it doesn't necessarily matter as much who's good and who's bad because you're seeing things like in Michigan yesterday, they announced an extension on the stay at home orders, which are delaying the return of sports by another 12 days. And they haven't even finished their football state playoffs. They probably won't even be able to. I mean, at this rate, if they're going to finish the football playoffs in Michigan, they're going to have to be playing into January. Like, what is what is the point? I mean, I I, I guess if I'm a player, I want to play it out. But you know, if I was a, if I played basketball as well, like, you know, I'm not going to be eligible to play basketball at that point until like late January. I just I don't know. You just you know, you just see what Michigan's doing. You see Illinois hasn't even played any high school sports really this year. And you kind of remind yourself that, like, at least we're trying in Indiana. Maybe it's not the smartest thing to do in the world. I don't know. I'm not a, you know, medical expert. But, you know, people are doing the best they can to give these kids as normal of a year as possible, right? No fans obviously stinks. Um, but at least we're playing games. And I think kids will look back at this and be like, at least we played. Right. Well, at least we weren't in Michigan or in Illinois where they were postponing everything and canceling everything. You know, we got to play, you know, most of our games in a season. Like, look at the fall sports. Like, most fall sports teams played most of their games. You know, the playoffs weren't delayed. Only some, some teams here and there lost their playoffs because of COVID, which was a bummer, like Concord. But, uh, Concord football, I should specify, but... Um, you know, we're trying, we're playing through this. And I think that is what we need to remember, you know, as I try to analyze who's good and who's not here. Like the fact we're even analyzing who's good and who's not is a good thing to have right now. So, um, and on that note, we'll end the podcast there. Thank you for tuning in for this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Uh, we look forward to having a brand new episode next week for you.